Hello friends, it's time to drop the needle on another episode of Super Sonic Chat. This is the music podcast full of debate, jousts, thought experiments all done in the name of entertainment. My name is Adrian Warhope. And I'm Leon LaRoe. Adrian, as the keeper of the questions and the crafter of the conundrums, what interesting and flavoursome ingredients have you carefully gathered together, measured, and combined, ready to make a smooth and tasty in the blender of conversation? What supersonic smoothie can our fine <laughs> listeners expect today, my fine friend? <laughs> well, today, Leon, listeners, we've had a cry for help out of the wilderness. You might remember back to like the genesis of this podcast where we were helping oh, someone yeah. get into metal. Someone had said, help me, help me get oh, into metal. Oh, yeah, that's episode remember? two. Was it episode yeah, yeah, two? Yeah. This uh-huh. Episode two. Uh, came out of one of those car chats that you and I had on a long drive one time. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> yeah. along yeah. the way, sometimes people reach out and say, help us. And I was chatting to someone this week and they said, help. My father-in-law is a jazz nut and I know nothing. Oh, yeah. And I need some guidance to help me relate. Oh, wow. Wow. And, of course, I had some thoughts, but I had to come to you and say, this is a great fodder piece of information <sighs> that we can kick around, that we can chuck into our supersonic smoothie for today. Yeah. So today, we are, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we are going to be sucked into the vortex, the black hole that is jazz and <laughs> that it is, but try yeah. and keep it just light with a couple of pieces of yeah. advice to help someone yeah. relate that isn't experienced with jazz. Sure. What do you so, think? So is it? So essentially what you're asking us to do is 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 boil down an entire <laughs> genre that's like a hundred years old. One of the core pillars of modern ro- music. Yeah. Older than rock and roll and go, hey, can you sum this up? Yeah. What are we what are we talking? What f- what? F- ten songs or something? What what's no, this? What okay. Is this? I've got f- what I've done is I've got yeah. five talking points, five things okay. that I think yeah people would find interesting. So I don't want to convince my friend to love jazz. No. I want him to take some information. We're not talking a jazz hater, right? We're not talking a jazz hater. We're talking someone who just doesn't know anything about the genre. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. So jazz ignorant rather than jazz averted. Yes, yes. And not jazz avoided. Okay, that's easier. Yeah, never really dive in. So I've prepared five interesting thoughts and points, talking points, yeah. if you will, that could yeah. be brought up over dinner with a father-in-law Ooh. to engage, just a little, to okay. throw around some some ideas, to chew around some things, to, to show interest and to show so some understanding. Maybe you put it on in the background and you have a little conversation and, and just sort of just pique the interest, so yeah. to speak. Go. Okay. So we're not after like, so, cause I've got five as well. And when, but we're not after like the top five where we're going, okay, this is the definitive five that we're going to choose. It's like, here's, you got five, I've got five. We'll mull it over a little bit. Let's let's face it out of a hundred years of jazz, 10 songs is even, that's a pretty tall order even. Yeah. And I've got like a song for each point just to highlight yeah, the, the okay, talking okay. point, right? So I'm not trying to say here are the five greatest jazz songs of all time. Yeah, because right. No, no, no. To be honest, you jazz, j- the, the jazz has a gravitational pull that if you get near, it will suck you yeah. in. Your whole life yeah. will be devoted to the yeah. black hole, the joy of the black hole <laughs> the that vortex. is jazz. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. It, so just Look, some talking. To me, I found this real, this, I found this whole concept really difficult because i personally don't understand how a person could find jazz anything but delightful and how i don't understand how someone couldn't have already been sucked into the vortex but these people exist yeah i think people have heard it and go oh yeah like that's that they've heard one thing and they go oh it's a bit of bit about bop bop skiddly bop bop jazz man (laughs) right oh yeah the jazz yeah yeah. you know that's that okay that was then i mean i got I got sucked into this vortex as a teenager and yeah. I just haven't looked back, you know? No. And so I find, I, it's like, it's like a reliable friend you can return to again and again. And you just know that no matter what, what time in your life, you can put this friend on, you can connect with this friend called jazz and it's going to give you what you need. Jazz has always got an interesting story to tell. Jazz has always yes. got a great, uh, uh, interesting 
deep story, a riveting mm. piece of information, a fascinating affectation that can just take you in a different direction. Always got something. Well, fun let me to tell say. you. Well, let me tell you a story. All right, then to start off with, because yes. some of my finest memories of jazz was when I was living in Leichhardt in Sydney. Oh yeah, and from my apartment balcony, I heard music floating up the street. Beautiful. My wife, yeah, yeah. So my wife, who was actually, you know, was actually then my girlfriend. We we went. What is this? And we and we followed the sound down Parramatta Road, like you know, like in cartoons when someone smells a smell yes. and you like float along the wind. Yes. We were like that, right? <laughs> what is this? What is this? <laughs> and so we went to this ear smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, we went to the bald faced stag oh, in Leichhardt, yeah. which is well. It was at the time it was kind of the one of the seediest yeah. pubs. Now in the crowbar, Sydney. I think. But continue, yes. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. now it's a metal joint. Yeah, yeah. but it, it it um this is a place that had a legitimate sign behind the bar which offered free breakfast with your first drink. Oh. <laughs> love it so anyway the music that we heard when we got there was from a band called the chuck yates trio and it was mind-blowing wow these were all old dudes who had obviously been playing jazz all their lives jazz cats chuck yates yes chuck yates was this old stumpy fella on 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 a on a crutch with one leg who played the piano <laughs> jazz pirate and- yeah, yeah, with a bald head and and the drummer looked like Santa, and <laughs> and so Chuck Yates was the was the pianist and and uh, this drummer was called John Pouchet, yeah. and these cats and the bassist I can't remember his name for the life of me, but these three dudes were the coolest looking old dudes yes. in the world, and every Thursday they played at the Baldface Stag, yeah, they and did. they would always have a different horn, a young guy on a horn as a guest, ah, oh, that's always cool. Had Yes, it was like these veteran dudes with the young blood as the sort of main sort of attraction. And like there was a dude who was like in this immaculate suit on tenor saxophone, some young gun who looked like a like a street smart kid in jeans and a t-shirt who was wailing on a trumpet, and some redhead dude like with these enormous fiery eyebrows who played trombone <laughs> and was the most amazing musicians I ever saw. Uh, and I actually spoke to a colleague of mine who 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 said that that trombone guy was like a genius and everyone knows him in the Sydney scene. Right. So, and, and, and here we go. To top this all off as well is at 12.30 at night, it, like, you know, 12.30 a.m., yes. they had a free sausage sizzle. Yes, of course. <laughs> You're hanging around. Breakfast with and your oh first drink and dinner with your last drink. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, and as a uni student, oh, my God, this, uh, this thing blew my mind. It was so good. The, uh, the vibe was electric. And live jazz, man, yeah. is unbelievable. Like, it is like nothing else. Yeah. Can, can I segue into probably my third point, but I think I just, I just want to jump straight in and, and follow oh, yeah. that, that live, that live thing. Yeah. Because yes, here's my talking point. Jazz yeah. has a similar energy like punk, right? Oh, oh, it's, it's, it's chaotic and frantic. It's, it's best experienced in a live where it's just getting yes. thrown down. Not yes. all jazz, but jazz can, but live, there is a live element. There is a live energy. There is something nebulous that about jazz that it will, it will be created. It's, and, and it will never yeah. happen again in that way. It's, yeah. it's just a creation in real time. And I think. I, I can't agree more. Yeah. And I, and the song I wanted to relate to, there's a song called Root Down by Jimmy Smith, who is um from the seventies. And it's, a, he's an, yeah. or, he plays the organ, right? He plays, yeah. he plays the organ, it's jazz, and he's got this album, um, and on the album there's a song called Root Down. You may know okay. that name, Root Down. Think about it. Yeah. Mm. Is that a song by Beastie Boys from their 1994 yeah. <laughs> album? I was going to say, I didn't want to interrupt, but yeah. Right? It is <laughs> that root song. Down. Yeah. 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 Right? That song is sampled, the sample of... Root Down by Jimmy Smith. And at the start, you can hear people clapping and he starts on the on the organ and everyone's like whooping and there's just a live element in a room, organ, you know, bass, 
whatever else is happening horns wow. and and there's it, it's got that some sort of underground energy that small club hyped yes. up fans creating something yes. new type of energy that experimenting flowing flying energy and on route down listen to the live hand claps and hear the whoops of excitement you know in a room you had to be there Sometimes they catch these moments on tapes, but mostly they didn't. And I think the talking point is that there's an energy. And I, I said it was like punk, but maybe that's not right. But there's a live energy in real time being yeah. created. There's this creative spirit of jazz. And I just mm. wanted mm. what you just described about the Chuck Yates trio captures that beautifully. Yes, that's right. You know, and uh-huh. what you'll hear on the sample that we'll play of Jimmy Smith's Root Down similar from the 70s a small club yeah. just guys the energy makers. right yeah the energy energy incredible yeah. yeah wow yeah and and see i think and for me my choices it i'm uh, one of the first ones that i've got to got to i'm gonna kind of go chronologically mm-hmm. but one of my first ones um is 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 got that energy it's it's captured that energy of the live scene yeah and how how it's it's essential to the understanding of jazz is to hear it live you, i mean yeah. you can get something from the from the recordings but to hear it live is is just unbelievable so yes. all of my songs that i've chosen for today go between the years 1935 and 1959 oh okay yep right so so it's this is this this kind of era from the kind of the birth of that kind of fast free jazz right through to what i consider the the height of jazz yeah cool you know yep. and so the so first in my amuse bouche on the plate is a dude who is the guy who got me into jazz as a teenager called fats waller oh nice yeah right so this dude this the song is called I Got Rhythm. Oh yeah. And it is fast, it is fun, and Fats Waller is charming. And most of the songs from him are actually recorded live. There are some studio things. And like when I first heard this guy, he, he I fa- I heard his work because it um I was listening to some of my dad's records, right? And so because I loved Fats Waller from my dad's records, I'm like, picked up a CD and something was missing. And All I right. think it was the live element of it that was mm. missing from his work. Mm. And I think maybe it was, maybe it was later in his life, maybe, but I reckon it was just him in a studio without the energy of the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think that's what was missing from the CD that I bought, you know, when I was, you know, sometime in my uni days, missing Fats Waller. And, and I, you know, because he was playing juke joints and parties and nightclubs and stuff. Yeah. And this dude has such a great sense of humor and energy. And you could just hear him having a fantastic time just yeah. playing. You can almost imagine him bouncing off his seat, right? And you can hear him smiling as he sings. And he's just, he's just going, yeah, all right. <laughs> Every time, just constantly punctuating uh. the, 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 the solos with with just he's just in the moment going yeah this trumpet player is absolutely crushing it yeah i mean this but this guy was a music machine apparently this dude copyrighted over 400 original songs wow but song that i have chosen in particular is called i got rhythm I've chosen this song sticks out in my mind as as instrumental to my understanding of jazz because you can hear a dialogue between Fats and the band. Oh yeah, you can hear the it's that audience. live thing. Yes. yes, yes, you can hear the audience reacting. 
you can hear him just excited out of his mind for the solos and to, to an uninitiated listener it gives that understanding of what a solo is in jazz yeah you know it's it's like it's like a it's a, like a musical abstract expression yeah. of the themes of the song and so for people who don't like that jazz they're probably just going it's just a bunch of like random notes yeah but for a jazz someone who loves jazz they're going they're, they're connecting the ideas of the song to the feel of the solo and to the personality of the player yeah you yeah know? and and for this for me for me this is kind of like um what jazz is all about and and also you know there's in this song you can hear someone playing yankee doodle just for yeah. a second just yeah, for yeah. fun and then they go into their solo and and then when it's time for fats waller's solo this is just this is cool most cool dynamic dialogue between him and his band as he begins the solo and you can tell that like the whole band and him they're just waiting for his piano solo right you can hear him going like i gotcha i got him i've got this like as if he, like he's competing with the rest of the band and going yeah <laughs> I've, I've i've got this solo he's mine he goes he's mine like this <laughs> before busting out this killer solo wow which is the highlight of the song and then at some point i don't know what happens in real life but you hear this clom on the piano like he's mashed it with his arm or something Show him how to swing, Hanky. Oh, I ain't gonna have it. Well, I got him some. He belongs to me. He's And it's just like the energy is lifted and then faded on. and crashed. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, what is going on in this party? <laughs> you know? So good. Like it must have been wild. wild. Well, think about this. This is what I like to think about. Like in jazz emerges from big band and swing in the 20s, right? And then ragtime mm. and stuff mm -hmm. like that. There's no big sound system playing electronic music. There's no DJ. No. There, but no. people are people, are people, are people. So people want to go to nightclubs and dance. What do they dance to? They dance to a band playing music. So these big yes. bands are playing music. And then Fats Waller, they would have been like like a great DJ gathers a crowd today at whatever nightclub. Exactly. It's like Fats Waller's playing down at the Duke joint. Let's go. His band's on. And people would go there, be entertained, dance. And it's so it's not oh, like yeah. a it's a performance, but it's also like providing the soundtrack of the evening as well. It's like yeah. for people to dance and all that. It's in, it's incredible. Um, oh, I love incredible. it. Yeah. Yeah. And the tempo of this song, man, it's just, it's, it gets you moving. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. And, and, you know, a lot of that stuff was tightly composed. So, you know, maybe not Fat Swallow, but think Count Basie and, no. and Duke Ellington. Like yeah. those big bands would often had, like, think about the movie Whiplash, uh, listeners, Leon, if you've seen the movie Whiplash, <laughs> amazing movie. Um, it's tightly composed. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Why? Throwback. Look, listen. Throwback to our, our conversation with Kirk Hamilton. I did see it after that when he said he hated it. Oh. I, I got to side with Kirk. I don't. I don't like it. I didn't like it. That's a whole another conversation because the movie's that is a phenomenal, different conversation. Just absolute genius. But <laughs> think about the tightly composed, like super in that movie, super tightly composed yeah. music. Yeah. What we're talking oh, about yeah. emerges out of that tightly composed, and when people want free form, self expression experimentation, improvisation. That's where Fats Waller and jazz yes. kind of really starts yes. to emerge, probably in the 30s, 40s, yes. and then into the 50s um, yep. as well. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's fascinating. Yep. So but, what do you got What do you got to stir up the pot next, mate? Well, I wanted to – this is a talking point. Imagine sitting down and going to your father-in-law who's a jazz knight. You know what? Jazz is a lot like dance music or jazz is a lot like hip-hop. yeah. Father-in-law's head explodes, oof, right? Oof, yeah, I was going to say that. that <laughs> here's the, here's the talking. Is, is he going to, is he, are you still going to be friends at the end of that night? Well, it's a talking <laughs> point, right? Like you just go yeah. in with an open mind, but it's, but it's like yeah. this. You think, you think um, hip hop emerges yeah. from 
disco and funk of the seventies where people started okay. scratching and twisting and self-experimenting with dance yeah. music, disco music, funk of the seventies. Oh, I the see where you're going with You've this. You've got the tightly composed music of the twenties and thirties and then, and, and they yeah. twist it and through self-experimentation and free-form improvisation yeah. becomes jazz. Yeah. It's a, it's a black, black form yeah. music probably started yeah. out in New York. Uh, same as hip hop started in Brooklyn 50 years ago. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. similar, there's some similar elements. The point I wanted to make was this in dance music and in hip hop, there's always a hook. So think about Eminem songs, uh, Stan, which takes the Dido hit. Thank you. I think it is from a couple of years prior takes the hook yeah. from Dido's song and makes yeah. that the central chorus. And then yeah. Eminem self expresses and tells a story through his rapping and rhyming over the, the top. Verses, yeah. Right. Yeah. Think yeah. about dance music. Think about any great dance music track that might have a hook. And sometimes it's a, it's a sample. They'll take a sample of something else, put it in the chorus, and then they'll self express and have dance music around the side. Jazz uh-huh. was at the forefront of this. Let me give you an example. Yeah. In jazz, I think I know where you're going. Yeah. In jazz, the hook or the chorus is called the head, right? There's always yes. a, 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 a catchy melody that Recognizable. Keep coming back to, right? Yes. Sometimes it's uh-huh. a sample. So let me t- let me give you an example. In 1961, okay. John Coltrane takes a song from two years earlier. So in 1959, George Gershwin wrote the musical "The Sound of Music." Right? The movie, yeah. The, the movie came out in 65, but the- it's, it's, you know what? It was we. Sorry to interject here, yeah. man. But I got rhythm. By Fats Waller, yeah, was written by George Gershwin, Gershwin also. Right, there like, you go. It's the same thing, right? He, Fats Waller is doing the same thing. What you're talking about? Yep, taking a song, almost sampling it, and then working with it. Is it? I've got rhythm. I've got music. I've yes. got my gal who can ask for yeah. anything. Uh, so right. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. I think that's the Gershwin song off the top of my head. And then Fats does yeah. something different with it, does he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, man. Well, Col- John Coltrane, jazz legend and friend who we are advising, take note of the name John Coltrane as one of the jazz greats. <laughs> but in, in 1961, he takes the song, which we all know, my favorite things. These are a few of my favorite things from The Sound of yeah. Music, right? Yeah. Which was a hit two years earlier. He takes that, puts it on his album in 1961, becomes one of his biggest hits. In the, in the song, which goes for like 10 minutes, yeah. Coltrane keeps coming back to this refrain of yeah. my favorite things. These are yeah. a few of my favorite things. And yeah. then goes off script and just within the, within the realms, within the boundaries of that sample comes uh-huh. up with this complete jazz ec- ecstasy of self-expression. <sighs> it's awesome. So my talking point is just like Coltrane takes my favorite things, samples it, twists it, and makes it his own, hip-hop does mm. the same. Eminem has done the same. Dance music does yeah, the same. Right. And I think that's I th- a I would, I really would argue, talking point. I would argue this is something that is is in music, like folk music, rock music, jazz music, that, that, that sort of referencing stuff that has come before, usually as a um, an homage, is something that happens in music all the time. But that's how you get some what's called um, jazz standards, you know, where you've got a standard that everyone knows and everyone plays and kind of you can work around that. Bring as your own going, flavor to this it. This is yeah. exactly, this is my version of something yeah. that every person knows. And it's like, I guess to me, it's a bit like that 
idea of Zen painting, where you get one stroke, you know, you get a big, big fat ink, a big fat brush and one, one dip of ink, and you get one stroke to make and all, all like calligraphy, right? And where, where, um, Chinese calligraphy, for example, um, says something about the character of that person through the nature of the stroke. Yes. Right. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like that in jazz where you go, Oh, here's the standard. Here's the basic thing. Yeah. Now what's your flavor of this thing that every person knows? Here's my fingerprint. Here's my expression. Here's my version. Oh so, well, yeah. It's just, this is this is uh, serendipitous actually to something I want to talk about next, which is Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong singing oh. "Stomping at the Savoy." Oh. This is a jazz standard. They did this in 1957, um, originally written by some dude named Edgar Sampson, but um, also co-written by a dude named Benny Goodman, oh, yeah. who is an artist who I con strongly considered for this list. But the original I heard doesn't actually have lyrics. So I don't even know if there's lyrics in this, but the one by Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong, they sing lyrics. So yes. maybe they made this up around the, the melody. Okay. I don't, I don't really know. Um, but I've always loved this particular performance, not just because the sounds of these people's voices is so compelling, like Ella Fitzgerald yeah. just crooning, yeah. but then, you know, after that, as soon as as soon as um, Louis Armstrong comes in, you are like, oh man, this is—is is he singing this is something? Yeah. So uh, Ella Fitzgerald voice. sings, and yeah, but Ella Fitzgerald sings first. Then, she, uh, after about a minute and a half, suddenly it just drastically changes up tempo. It starts quite slow, and then she just starts to scat. Where we can glide and sway Savoy There let me stomp away With you Oh yeah, In yeah. The, and and then two minutes later, you, you, you're hearing uh, Louis Armstrong and he he starts singing and then he starts to scat and you're just like, this is just the coolest thing ever because you are quite aware at some point that they're actually making up lyrics towards the middle, towards the end of the song. And then there's just these bombastic trumpet solos and a drum interlude and... The home of sweet yeah, romance When you had a glance Swing it out Happy feet of jazz To dance at the Savoy Another chick will Like a clinging vine yeah, So warm and sweet as wine What about Buchanan Well, it's close to mine and mine Take the break I'm a heart is singing It's just so cool hearing these two legends ping-ponging off one another but around a song they didn't write They didn't write yeah. this song but they make it their own and it is absolutely unmistakable and you can't mimic these two. This is no. their take on this song. No one will ever do it like them again. And it is just fantastic. Yeah. Five minutes of gold. It's like the, vo the voice, both of those artists voice are like a fingerprint, you know, totally unique, yes. totally unique to them. Um, and this is the thing about jazz as well, is it attracts incredible musicians. Yes. Yeah. Because there's I guess no, you don't make it in jazz without being an incredible musician. You don't. Musician. Well, there's no second take. A lot of things are recorded live, recorded in one yeah. take, and a lot of jazz yeah. happens live in real time in front of audiences. That's where you cut your teeth because you're playing for an audience. Mm, and exactly. you must be master of your instrument before you can then work out what your expression and what your voice sounds like through mm. that instrument. Um, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, man. My next example really ties in nicely with that too. I'm jumping around a bit, but the flow is really nice. Yeah, same man. Because, it's, it's just, it's because, the flow's going. It's all like, yeah, it. yeah. I, We're I, improvising I, dude. Hey, it's jazz. <laughs> it's all jazz. Uh, the, the unique expression, the unique expressiveness of jazz is one of the key 
elements of jazz, the unique expressive. Yeah. So Nina Simone, another amazing jazz vocalist. She's a singer. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And like Billie Holiday, like Ella Fitzgerald, but she, th- yeah. there's a song from the 30s called I Put a Spell on You, which is originally by Freeman J. Hawkins. And it's this swamp, yeah. swamp rock boogie yeah. thing, right? Um, yeah. You'll know the song because, because Creedence the Revival, right? Creedence Clearwater yeah. Revival do a, co- a cover of it, and it's incredible. But Yeah, but I know the one you're talking about. Nina Simone is a great example of how jazz allows self-expression and unique expressiveness. So you listen for, compared to the original stuff, you listen for Nina Simone, listen to that voice sliding up and down the scales like yeah, instruments oh, we've heard yeah. in other pieces. Yes. You you listen for the scatting and the vocalizations. You yeah. know, it's incredible. Yeah. That's that's jazz. Then Scrimmage Jay Hawkins oh, yeah. is doing that. Like Creedence yeah, Clearwater vo- Revival. The vocals is, yeah, because the vocals are an instrument the same as any other in- instrument playing. Yeah. And so, of course, you're going to improvise with your voice too. You can. And so that, that, and that's the talking point I want to make here about jazz is the the making space to uh, bring your own expression <sighs> to it. So you can hear, yes. compared to the originals, you can hear how Nina Simone plays it into jazz and what makes uh-huh. it jazz, the swinging uh-huh. movement, you know, the improvised soloing and phrasing with her voice. But then also, uh-huh. in particular, the piano and the sax solo, they're kind of just doing their thing. Um, but but what I, you know, the vocals are key, that, that sliding up and down the scales and, and that beautiful, expressive scatting and phrasing. Like, that is jazz. That is, that is what makes jazz interesting. That yeah. jazz makes jazz unique. And what makes jazz artists bring something special to each of their, their songs. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like how you're talking about space there. Because mm. for my next one, I, I want to talk about Dave Brubeck. Oh, okay. Who, who he's he's... Like the one example here who is who pulls it right back and has got that e like you know for this hypothetical uninitiated listener of ours, I think it's worthwhile going, hey, there's some actually there's some really relaxed, easy kind of listening jazz too. Yeah. It's not all like out there in your face, high energy improvisational, yeah. high energy stuff. Dave Brubeck is so easy to listen to. And for me, the song Take Five mm. is something that it's almost like um, I feel like I've heard it. A th- when I first heard it, I felt felt like I'd heard it a thousand times before. Yeah. Maybe I had. I don't know. Maybe it was in, in the background sometime yeah. and I didn't realize it, but it was so familiar. It felt like something that was a fundamental melody that was sort of acting on my brain. was just it's one of those things that is good at dinner parties in the background yeah. there's space to breathe which is why i bring it up now because we talked about all that space yeah and and i felt like i feel like it's like a, a, um a song three a bit of a an interlude you mm. know especially mm. with what, what i'm about to bring up next but um it it there's like this, the drums have got that spang spang a lang thing going. You know? Oh yeah, spang, you know, yeah, which is synonymous with jazz. But the main melody doesn't get it doesn't go too far from that. You know how these you got that head you're talking about, and and you start with that as like a bit of a hey, we're back to that same song. Remember the song? Yeah. In amongst all of this, uh, all this solos, they stick to it quite hard in 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 this song it doesn't like kind of just start it doesn't just sort of feature for 30 seconds and then they go straight into solos yeah it's the kind of the core of the song is the main melody and then like it and it, like what you're talking about before being quite tightly structured this is quite tightly structured but then has subtlety yeah throughout the whole song 
like the sax solo which seems to be to me the main voice of the song is soft and breathy it's not hard and punchy like you kind mm. of imagine jazz to be um it's easy on the ear you kind of barely register that the melody has drifted into a solo and then when yeah. the solo is finished you sort of hear the piano and the drums and the bass just to continue the main groove but then like the drums in this song just kind of do a bit of a solo that kind of again just barely register as a solo yeah and then the bass just goes minimal and the piano acts more like a rhythm and then the drums do a bit of a solo yeah and the piano pianist starts being the being the the rhythm and it's just but you barely notice any of it it's just so easy between all these transitions you know with a with a a, a big boppy jazz piece sometimes you, you everyone's just applauding yes that was the finish well yeah. done yeah but this is just moves seamlessly between the different aspects and i think that's a really important part of jazz that brubeck to me just does beautifully i I think that you used a lot of words i think you're missing one key word here is that jazz is cool oh man jazz is the only genre i think that has Cool jazz is an actual genre yeah. of jazz. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Right, whatever cool is, who can explain? As soon as you start to try and explain what cool is, you're, you're not no cool. longer cool. Like what? What yeah. is cool? <laughs> yeah. And I don't think yeah. cool existed before jazz. I think jazz. You know, it's like one of those things where if you look at it, it disappears. But if you don't look at it, it's there. It's like jazz <laughs> makes. Jazz. Ooh. Jazz, it's it's like it's like the uh, it's like the um, the quantum particle um, or whatever. Of, uh, the quantum particle of music is jazz. Is jazz? We can, we moment, know it's, it's there. The uncertainty principle of jazz yeah. is that the moment you 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 predict that where it is, it it disappears. Moves position. So as soon Sorry, as you try, and, you can't get me. Yeah, as soon as you try and define <laughs> what cool is in jazz. No, it, it is not cool, but we know it's there because jazz is cool, <laughs> right? This is the thing. And I, but I before jazz, so good. nothing was cool. Then uh-huh. there was jazz, and then suddenly there was cool. I don't know how. I don't know why. I can't yeah. point to it, but Dave Brubeck yeah. is a key indicator that there is it. coolness and, and jazz. Dave Dave Brubeck is the Schrodinger's cat of jazz. <laughs> and if you if you try and if you try and yeah. peek at Dave Brubeck, yeah. he just he just slides out of the room and you're yeah. like, he's Man. both there and he's not there. Yeah. <sighs> Simultaneously. And and the thing is you can never peek into Dave Brubeck's box because no. the moment you try and peek into there and you, you try and box him in, he's like, yeah. sorry pal, I'm out of here. No. You'll yep. never get you'll not never, there. You'll never catch uh, me. You'll never know. <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> You'll never know. It's it's the it's the Schrodinger's cat who uh, who escapes out of the box on the yep, side. And yep. You're like, sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll never know if I'm dead both, or not. <laughs> both both cool and not both there and not there. Yeah, that, oh, that's good. That's that's the thing. Like jazz is this jazz is cool. Look up cool jazz. Cool. Yeah, man. I, I don't know how. To, I don't know. I, I don't even want to. I'm treading carefully because I don't want to scare it away. But there is something. <laughs> You know, there is something there. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I get it, man. Just saying. Yeah, absolutely. God. Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh. what's your next one? Keep well, th- this next talking point, and we've touched on it a lot, but it's about um, freestyle and improvisation. Yes. This is the key oh, talking is point what of jazz. my next one's about too. Right? Yeah. This is think about, too. so for our friend, think about hip hop. And in hip hop and rap, freestyle is yeah. stuff of legend. Guys that just freestyle yeah. rap. I think about yeah. 8 Mile. And Eminem, that movie at the end, yeah. and they rap battling, and it's just freestyle. Like that is legendary. Yes. This is similar in jazz. And yeah, you, absolutely. Right. Let me talk about a song that I'm sure you may talk about or an artist that you may be talking about. You have Probably. to know, listener, that Miles Davis is considered the greatest, coolest <laughs> jazz man of all time. Right. Yeah. That's just a fact. Stone Cold facts. Yep. His, his 1959 album, Kind of Blue, <laughs> is considered perhaps the masterpiece of jazz. I'm, not, I'm just saying. I'm, not, I'm just, just putting it out there. No, I'm right? la- you know why I'm laughing? Do you know why, why I'm laughing? I, yeah, I bet. This is my, next song. It's yeah, my okay. next song as well. Okay. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah, so let me, let, me, let me make my point around Kind of Blue, just around improvisation of jazz. So think yeah. about this. Yeah. For the recording, Miles Davis leads a sextet, so six instruments. Yes. 
featuring yes. two saxophones. So Miles plays trumpet, yes. saxophone yes. John Coltrane, legend. I know. Cannonball Adderley, legend. I know. Pianist yes. Bill Evans, Bill legend. Evans, yeah, yeah. Legend. All go yeah. on to do amazing. Bass player Paul Chambers, legend. Also a legend, yes. Drummer Jimmy Cobb. So he puts together perhaps the greatest sex of jazz, right? Of all time, yeah. Of, of all yeah. time. And and at you know various points in their careers, but this is the cool thing. As was Miles's penchant, he called for almost no rehearsal, right? Yes. So there's no practice. There's no here it is. Uh-huh. What he does, and this is the talking point, listeners, around yeah, improvisation exactly. of jazz. He exactly. says that gives the musicians, um, uh, well, well, he tells the musicians very little. They have little idea what they're about to record. They're in the studio. And in yep. the liner notes um, the, of the original recording by Bill Evans, the pianist, Miles had only given the band sketches of scales and melody lines yes. on which to improvise. Yes. That's it. Here's some here's some ideas, guys. Here's some ideas. Just have a shot. See how you go. So they came uh-huh. together. He gives brief instructions. And for each piece, they then set to taping the sextet in the studio. So they capture yep. this moment, this nebulous creation that well, that they put to tape they amazingly captured the tape you listen to the first track called so what yep, the head that's the one i've got right that head the head with the hook which i just poorly yeah, 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 showed yeah. you then is indelible it is just incredible so there's the head and then and to listen. me to me with that one you can't you can't imagine to me, I can't imagine the instruments not saying so yeah. what. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Every time I listen to it, so what? In so, so what? what? I love it's it. so good. But but so around that that head, each band member is given space to freestyle. I'm using rap terms now. Yeah. Freestyle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you got to – and this is where jazz – you know, you've got to listen to the unique voice and expression of each section yeah. and each instrument. So let exactly. me use some some very rudimentary examples here. Some are smooth. So Miles takes the 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 uh, a, a solo, the first solo, yeah. so, and he's oh, very yeah. smooth. He's like Jay Z, right? He's very Jay Z rapping. Okay, very, very Look, smooth. Hey, you, right? you, Miles you, is you, on the trumpet. You may you may not you, get some of these references. Uh, no, I think exactly you might. I think I was you just ca- no, I don't. No, okay. no, I don't know who. Then I can't we go back to the head, and then in comes John Coltrane playing the yeah, saxophone, yeah. and he's um, sharp and angular, and I think he's a bit like yeah. Eminem, right? Eminem's kind okay. of sharp and angular in his freestyle and his delivery, his voice. Bombastic. Right? And then some are playful and full of bounce, and so Cannonball Adderley comes in, and his sax yeah. is more playful and full of bounce, kind of like Biggie Smalls, right? Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. You know, uh, that okay. Th- that's his style. Then that's Bill it. Evans takes his solo on the keyboard, on the piano, and the horns yes. go back to the to the head. They're just doing in the background, right? Yep. And yep. What, yep. all of that to say, with jazz, with freestyle and improvisation, listen and feel the movement and the energy, the effort, effortless coolness. That's jazz, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. the hip hop of its time. Right, so relate it yep. back. Freestyle around a hook, that's jazz. And that track, um, So What on Kind of Blue is incredible jazz track. That'll be that'll get some talking points. Everyone's got an opinion on oh, that. Oh yeah. Brilliant. What, what well, did I you mean think? that song that song is like for example, that song is nine minutes long. Yeah. When you listen to that song, Nine minutes slips by and you didn't even realize that, that it's just, it's, it's gone. It's finished. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And when you look at the time track and you realize, and you feel the time that has just passed, you've just, you've been, you've been sucked into that vortex that you said from the top Mm. and, and then you just get spat out the other side and you're like, where, what Mm. just happened to me? Mm. And to me in I was worried that I was letting my personal and subjective joy of this song take over. Mm. Like I'm thinking, I find this so good that I cannot imagine another person thinking that it is not so good. Yeah. You know, but then I just, I started listening to it and imagining this hypothetical person listening to it. 
and I cannot like. I, I'm still worried that I, it's I'm letting too much subjectivity creep in, but I can't well, imagine anyone going listening to that song and going, "Eh." Let me play eh. devil's advocate here, Leon. There's no, yeah, there's no words. There's no singing. It's just, it's just noise. There's no, there's no vocal. Yeah, there's no... look, you know what? That is actually the rationale behind the first and second choices that I had with Fats Waller, and, um, and Ella Fitzgerald and um, Louis Armstrong. And Louis Armstrong is that is that those two first songs have words, mm. and then you kind of lead in with that really nice kind of. In my thinking, really nice Dave Brubeck, Dave Brubeck thing, and then Miles Davis is not—it's not hitting you in the face. It's mm. easy, still. Mm. But then you've got these very. To me, the song is split up into four. It's yep. nine minutes, but it's split up into, um, uh, basically one and a half minutes each, like mm. four, four through sort of a bunch of one and a half minute sections. Yeah that that's why it doesn't feel like nine minutes has passed because mm. you feel like you've heard five separate voices almost. Yeah. And you know, jazz you've got, is, you've got... to, to, to be honest, jazz is Sorry. set up. There is a structure. So the, the head has a certain amount of bars and then miles yeah. solos for a certain amount of bars and they have the head and then each soloist takes their break and they know the measures in which they're supposed to, there well, is a, there this, is a fence. There's a framework in which they are free to self-express and then hit back to the head. And then the next man takes his, takes his solo. Well, this whole album kind of blue mm. was recorded in two sessions in one day. Mental. One day. Like, Live. What? Imp improvising <laughs> with minimal instruction, with minimal notation. Here's yeah, some it's... ideas, guys. Here's some scales. Here's some melodies. Just, Yeah. And and to me, to me, like I love the way the song starts. Like you can sort of hear that the way the whole album, the first song, the whole album starts, is you can sort of hear the piano and the bass. They sort of sound like they're finding each other's groove. Yeah, you know, there's a bit of playing chords, yeah. and then like they go they're a bit of out of synchronization at first, and then for about ten seconds they come together, like magically. Mm. And then they go apart again a little bit, and then the bass just suddenly starts do 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 do, and then the whole thing starts. Yeah, like the moment he starts that little riff, they're sort of like riffing a little bit, and then the moment he starts that call, the response comes. Yeah. So what? Yeah. And then the whole thing starts, and it feels it almost feels discombobulated, and then bang, it's in, and then I just love for me. What you're talking about with Miles Davis's first solo, it's mm. it's he he's sharp, but he's he pull he holds back. Oh yeah. And then yeah. and then Coltrane, straight after that, it, he starts slowly and thoughtfully as if responding immediately to, to Davis. But then in sharp contrast, he's like immediately technical. And yeah. he's like lots of notes, just yeah. pack the notes in. Yeah. But then he goes back again. You know, and he, and you get this sort of deliberate sort of thing and then cannonball adley comes in and he's just like i'm just gonna go nuts yeah as it creates a crescendo it creates this slow build to a crescendo where cannonball adley is getting wildly technical and it's sort of you're just going whoa i can't follow this anymore and then bill evans brings it back a little bit yeah and then right down finish. yeah and it's just this incredible accidental Probably not accidental. That's probably the wrong word for it. But it's just they feel the song properly. Yeah. And when they play it, you know that they've brought the song up and they brought it down. It wasn't planned, but they've done it. Um, you know, they've improvised it. They've yeah. They've felt it. they felt the song. They've been in contact with the song. Yeah, fascinating. Well, he, this is my last talking point that I thought, you you know, the, this my friend could bring up with his father-in-law. And this is yeah. around where uh, the talking point is around fusion, all right? Jazz fusion okay. and, and evolution. Uh, okay. You know, jazz. Oh, you're right? taking it from a contemporary perspective? Kind of. Not not quite. Okay. You'll, you'll, you'll okay. get me. Okay. Jazz right. breeds with other styles. So th similar to think yeah. about this. Think where rap meets rock or hip-hop meets pop, right? 
jazz uh-huh, can't uh-huh. help but evolve and grow. It's this cutting edge form, but it seeks experimentation. So when we get into the 70s, jazz yeah. starts tangling with funk. funk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. right. Okay. Jazz starts tangling with funk, but also prog rock. Jazz becomes yeah. electrified. So we're using electric uh, bass and we're using organs. electric guitar and organs. And it's yeah. no longer just a small club in with acoustic instruments. You know, jazz has to like evolve. Where you're going. Right. Yeah. And the track that you must listen to, that you need to talk to okay. with your father in law to talk about where uh-huh. jazz meets funk and where jazz meets progressive rock is Herbie yeah. Hancock's Headhunters, track oh. one, Chameleon. Just okay. incredible. So you're trying to like get this person thinking, hey, not only is jazz cool, but jazz is responsible for stuff, other stuff that you are familiar with. Is this your hair? Is this your idea? It is, but it's just like a talking point. Like you can, yeah. This guy might, you know, my friend may not know Herbie Hancock's, but he, uh, uh, Headhunters album. But he should uh-huh. go and listen to track one, Chameleon, and go. I see how jazz is really melded with funk here, uh-huh. just like with Rage Against the Machine, rap melded with hard rock. Right? Hey, yeah. father-in-law. It's, it's like. In my time, father-in-law, rap met rock, and that was Raging's Machine. But I see where jazz met funk and became Herbie Hancock's Headhunters. Let's talk about that, right? This is how you can become jazz curious. You can become jazz interested rather than jazzy. Uh You you know, (laughs) this is the thing. Herbie Hancock Hancock stomps out an entire history of sound when he walked out this bass line on a modular synthesizer. Right? Yes. People yes. freaked out. This was not someone's upright acoustic bass played with their jazzy, dirty yeah. jazz fingers. Yeah. You know, it was a pre programmed, <laughs> right? Pre programmed on a circuit board, you know, amplified with some electrical process, you know, that, and, and people freaked out. But this is the genius where, you know, jazz. Dirty jazz fingers. Oh, <laughs> calloused and filthy. From your jazz cat <laughs> lifestyle, right? I'm not going to get over that for days. The- <laughs> Dirty jazz figures. And you just, you just know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I do. That's you why know it's so funny. About. Yeah, I do. Who knows where those I mean, jazz, well, the especially by the seventies. These guys are in there. The first 50. story I trotted out at the bald faced stag. I know the dirty jazz <laughs> Charlie Yates and his filthy oh, jazz hands. Chuck Yates, yeah. Oh, mate. Chuck Yates. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but you, you know, we know Miles Davis did it with Bitches Brew, but I, but I don't want to talk anymore about yeah. Miles and the genius of Miles, right? Similar. Yeah, no, we can jazz have a whole episode easy. And progressive then. rock. You know, Miles hears prog rock in the 70s and he and he makes Bitches Brew. Herbie Hancock, yeah. his funk and make takes yeah. j- his whole jazz legacy. That's a whole, you know, a whole. This is Herbie Hancock, serious jazz oh, yeah. cat. Oh, yeah. Watermelon cat. Man. Oh, come on. Oh, give me a break. The, the whole thing. Maiden Voyage, incredible album. The whole oh, lot. God. And then in the 70s, he, he almost spits in the face of jazz and it fuses yeah. to make something new. And because I'm saying he's innovative. He's innovative. Jazz is innovative. Jazz it's, it's, is it's, innovative. That's what it is. Yeah. You, you can't, can't be jazz still. unless Correct. you're innovative. Correct. Yeah. So that's the talking point. Jazz, innovative, jazz, fusion. You can relate uh-huh. to stuff where rap met rock. Think about Aerosmith uh-huh. and Run DMC, Walk This Way. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. A fusion, okay, okay. There's Ooh. a growth. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I want our mate to talk. I mean, to you don't about. have rock and roll without jazz. No, you don't have it. No. You don't have you don't have you don't have jazz without blues. You don't have rock and roll without jazz. It's the whole. It's the the legacy of the entire twentieth century. Yeah, popular music. Anything is yeah. jazz. Strong. That's why I found this line. whole episode so confronting. I'm like, yeah. how do you do that? All right, my fifth song from 1953 is my attempt to to take all of this hypothetical person's experiences with these five songs over the dinner table and just go ready check this out and it's it's a a group who are literally just called the quintet huh. and these this quintet is dizzy gillespie oh charlie parker Oh, Bud Powell, Charles know. Mingus, and Max okay. Roach. So, oh, geez. these 
these are this <laughs> this is on par to me with uh with um Miles Davis's last one because wow. and, but this is bebop right uh, yeah okay so we are now like into what where my personal taste really lies with jazz when I'm when I want to go out and see live jazz I'll actually kind of want to see something like bebop yeah I want to okay. see something that's fast I want to see something that is like dynamic too much yeah, it's too much to keep up with. Yeah, where you're going, I cannot follow this. It's yeah. too much for my. I want to. I want to have that, like, sublime experience where it is too much for me to comprehend, and I just have to let go. Yeah, and allow it to wash over me. It becomes transcendent. Is... It can become a yes. transcendent experience. Exactly, bebop is like that for me because it's just too much mm. it's like you're packing it's so fast it's the tempo is nuts there's mm. key changes all over the joint and like it's unpredictable and that is my cup of tea so this the first the song is called the is the first song on a thing called jazz at massey hall right. and it is coming back right to the top of our episode where we're talking about live it's jazz. live In fifty-three, a, a a performance at Massey Hall, and the first song on that is called Perdido. And ugh, this song is is I mean, literally, I could take any one of these members of this ensemble and just give them a spot in this top five of mine, mm. right? But yeah, legends. What I love yeah. about this is not just the incredible musicianship, and like in so what, you've got different voices that come through through the mm. instruments. But the real reason that I included it here is, is because you hear the musicians, like I was talking about Fats Waller and that first, that first thing, you hear the musicians calling out to each other. They're giving signals to one another. Wow. Right? They're enthusiastic. The audience goes wild. Yeah. And unlike Fats Waller's one where you can, you can hear that it's actually a small audience, this is a big audience. Right. They are going nuts. This is a stadium, not a stadium, but it's a big place. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's thousands of people by the sound of it. And they're going bananas. You know? And so we're talking we're talking like twenty years later. Not quite twenty years later. And we this is a different scene. Yeah. We've got different music, but we have a big audience. From yeah. nineteen thirty five through to nine fifty three, suddenly everybody's interested in this mm. and it, it's you can hear the applause at the end of the solos but sometimes in the middle of a solo you can hear it a couple of times with dizzy gillespie solo where in the middle of the solo he does something amazing and people go whoa right wah! they react they're like wow that was fantastic he does something incredible and people just gasp wow and then yeah and yeah they can't help it. It's not like they're waiting to applaud. They react instantaneously mm. in the middle of a solo. And that's, that's what your brain does to good jazz. Yeah, and that it's that live element too, where people had to be there because it might be one of those nights that was incredible. Like, was Dizzy yes. doing something wild, you know, better than he? You had to be there to experience because it was different every time, you can, right? You can kind of hear it, but you can just imagine. You can hear it in the recording, but when you hear it in real life, it just it just supercharges your your nervous system. Yeah, you you just you get this jolt and i've done that to my, myself where where i've been sitting and listening to jazz and going ah oh, like that when somebody's yeah. done something incredible and yeah. you don't mean to you go whoops yeah but, but you can't but laughing help at it. a comedy show yeah you can't help yes. it it's an involuntary yes. reaction yeah that's cool yes exactly yeah. it's like a laugh but you, you you're gasping you're in awe of the yeah. thing you've just heard yeah 
And it's Ugh. abstract too. It's not even it's not even somebody said something that has affected you. No. It's a it's a combination of notes. Yeah. You know? Ugh. It's it's un it's it's like it's so good. Transcendent experience. I guess to 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 kind of sum up the kind of talking points around trying to get someone interested in jazz or trying to help someone relate to someone who's a jazz nut. You know, yeah. The live element, you know, jazz was created live yeah. in a club. This is really important. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 often taking popular songs or samples and creating something of their own, putting their own fingerprint on popular yeah. standard songs, but making something wild and different with just the hook of that popular yeah. song. You know, oh, that's yeah. a key talking point of jazz. Oh yeah. Um, I yeah. think the, taking the, a, taking a set of ideas and then improvising around that, yeah, and not necessarily knowing what you're going to do in advance, no, but feeling it and being like this is the thing about jazz to me is to do it well, you have to be in the moment, in the you moment, and you have to be connected to the thing you're trying to do. You can't be vague about it. You have to be direct. You have to be right there. Yeah, and if you're not, you don't hear it. You've got to be present. Yeah. You know, you can hear with the vocal jazz uh, examples we used around how artists who are, use their voice as their instrument, same principle. They're self-expressing yeah. through scatting and yeah. through up and down the scales, yeah. making some a standard song their own and really bringing jazz to it. Um, yeah. You know, we talked about where jazz evolves and becomes fused with new styles. And yeah. I guess the last talking point is, that thing and tread carefully when we talk about this, because lest we scare it away, but jazz <laughs> is cool. There's something there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I used to, I used to play saxophone as a teenager and one of my favorite saxophone teachers of all time was talking to me about it and explaining to me about this and explaining that if you just, all you got to do is practice your scales, just practice mm. those scales. And that moment, if you practice those scales till they're just embedded in your nerves and in your veins, and you just know them without thinking, like, you know, you know, when you're reading a book, you're not really reading the individual words and putting the sounds together. You yeah. just recognize a word, right? Yeah. Yeah. You just, you can recognize several words together yeah. as being common. It's like that you recognize it you're not really reading every individual word you're actually reading a collection of words all at once mm. and scales is like that and then when you do that you can feel the scale and you can hear the scale that's being played by the band and then you can just make your and then your hands just like by muscle memory just move mm. and you and if you feel it then you can then you can play it and i i, I think as a teenager i got a taste of it Mm. And I didn't really get it as a teenager because I didn't I practice enough because I wasn't disciplined. Well, I think know? even the jazz cats with the, you know, the callous jazz fingers, they spend their whole <laughs> life chasing that feeling. They just, <sighs> you know, I think it's, when it's you like. Nail it, when you nail it, you know it too. When you play it I bet. and you, you do a bit of improvisation, you nail it and you go, oh God, that felt good. I, I'm in and the I moment. I'm there. It's happening. Yeah. It's like time tables. These jazz guys. Who, who feel it the whole song. Mm. Oh. Mm. So times tables. I was just going to say, it's like um, the term would be unconsciously competent. So, uh, you know, when you're learning something, you're, yeah. you're consciously incompetent and then you become uh, 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 consciously competent and then you get so yeah. good stuff, you become unconsciously competent. So times tables, if I go yeah. six times four, the 24 just goes into your head. You don't even think about it. It's, you're yeah. unconsciously competent. Same with jazz, same with scales. Yeah. You'd be so good yeah. at the scales that you don't know you're doing it, but you can feel it and the sound comes out your horn. Like that's yeah. that's how it works. Yeah. And I, like I said, I, I had tastes of it where you go, oh, I felt it for a few seconds. Mm, I bet. And can you imagine how it feels to just do it all the time? That's the oh, magic. Man. That's why they're the greats. Other people who are just as good as you. Yeah, that's why they're the jazz oh, greats. God. Ugh, there you yeah. go. I've got an interesting fact of the week for you today. Ooh, okay, and and how how do you even choose a fact of the week? In well, such it's a, a topic? it's a jazz fact. Of course, it's a jazz. Yeah, fact. of course it is. But how do but, you choose between well, all the cool facts? Let me ask you: Where does the term jazz come from? Now that is a cool. I am intrigued. I have never thought about it. I just assumed that it had come from another word. 
and but never give it another. Why have I never thought about this? The, this is the fact of the week. Oh, the, the thing is, there is no one definitive answer. People have theories, oh, but nothing it. is proven. And that's jazz, <sighs> right? Here we go. These are some of the theories. Jazz is considered a relative of the word jasm, which was a synonym for vigor, spirit, or energy, and dates as far back as 1860, according to the Historical Dictionary of American Slang. That's one. Interesting. Interesting. Jasm. I don't, I don't know if I buy it, but okay. Jasm is likely related to the word jism. Yeah. <laughs> which has its roots back in 1842, meaning, guess what? This was jism means spunk, energy, okay. or spirit. Okay. I'm, st I'm but starting of, to maybe believe it a little bit. But then, of course. Because that makes sense. The, but I don't whole like other, it. Right, there's a whole I don't other like thing. It. Jism, jazz. Yeah, I don't like it. Jazz. That's one. So uh, there was a band in 1895 called the Razzy Dazzy Spasm Band, right? And he calls it, he calls that the first jazz band. Maybe. But then there was another band in about 1900 that did imitated that style, and they called themselves the Razzy Dazzy Jazzy Band. Right. See, so that the, makes sense. See, it's an evolution, right? An evolution of a slang word. In French, the word jazza means chattering or chatting. And then I don't know if you've seen it, but historian Ken Burns in his massive uh, documentary, Jazz, A History of America's Music, he says that the word jazz comes from jasmine perfume that prostitutes wore in the red light district of New Orleans. To add jasmine oil was to jazz it up. So Burns mm. claims that the word might comes from Jezebel, nineteenth mm. century term for prostitute. Take your pick. I bet it's. Just, I bet it. I I like the second one. I like the second one where it's slowly like like people name themselves that, and then they go razzy dazzy jazzy, you know. And there's like yeah, with jasm. That sounds to me like that sounds right. There's a slang term. It's like you've mate. You I like the. He's got the jasm. The jasm. You know. Uh, yeah. which is energy, vigor, you know, uh, spirit, yeah. you know, something like that. That music, yeah. kind of, you know, and it just went. I, I bet it. Stuff. I bet it just evolved. I bet you that's why we don't know, because yeah. I bet it just kind of evolved over time, and then slowly it caught on like a meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Uh, uh, there you go. Well, that, that's uh, both interesting and frustrating. <laughs> Do your own research. The internet is a weird and wonderful place. Go forth it and is. conquer. Listeners, uh, let us know what you thought about today's episode. Is jazz, are you jazz curious? Are you jazz avoidant? Did this help? Did this hinder? What did we miss? Hit us up on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send us an email at supersonicchat at gmail.com. And this is a show with just the two of us writing, editing, producing, and sweating out this show for you for nearly four years now, just for the sheer joy of it. And if you want to support this show, just spread the word. If you And you can do this by giving us a rating on your chosen podcast provider or by telling a musically-minded friend to listen to our fortnightly oral discourse. Thank you, Leon. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. That was another oral discourse of Supersonic Chat. <laughs>